<laughs> okay, I've started recording, but it's better to just start recording and then you just okay. jump into it and then I'll cut okay. it to whatever you okay. say. <laughs> this okay. is weird. It is kind of weird. The mic is on, definitely recording. Joe Rogan, we're coming for you. Joe Rogan, suck. Your time is over. Nerd. <laughs> Welcome, y'all. I am back. It. The silence needs to be broken. Today's episode is called Chaos is the Law of Humankind. Order was the Dream of Man. That's today's episode. The reason is because there's so much to talk about. <laughs> I I just found that quote and I'm like, yeah, this fits. Why not? I mean, even if it's a bad quote. We'll it fits the it. NBA at least. Yeah, it does. It does. Okay. Fanspurt is back. I'd like to introduce my brother, Josh. He's finally here. What up? After here. months of convincing... He's finally here. Finally got the money. He paid me to come on here. That's why I'm here. It's under the table. He just said, Joe Rogan, I'm coming for your spot. So It's true. Joe Rogan, get out of here. <laughs> all right. Well, we have so many questions to go over. Why did Phoenix all of a sudden go all in with Brooklyn? Three hours after getting bought out by their new owner. I don't even know how to say his name. I'm not even going to try. Where is Brooklyn going? How does the Conley, Westbrook, and D'Lo deal affect the NBA? Conley going to Minnesota, reuniting back with Rudy. Westbrook comes to Utah, but we all know how much he enjoys Utah. And the Lakers get a buffer. Does OG Ananobi get done today? Well, we just found out the trade deadline's over. He does not get dealt today because they went out and got a center last night. It's trade deadline day. What did we expect this morning? And what the heck happened with KD? Um... We might talk about the Jazz today. It might be a separate episode. Um, there's just so many trades that have happened. And we, in planning this, we were planning this like a few hours ago, not knowing the 30 deals that were about to happen in between then and the trade deadline. So we're kind of screwed on that. But unprepared, we'll go off the cusp on those. We have the Western Conference rankings. And our last question of the day, how does the GM in the West wake up this morning to the news that Kevin Durant is gone? Full panic? Do they trade? Or do they stick with the plan? All that and more. Let's get right into it. Why did Phoenix all of a sudden go all in with Brooklyn three hours after getting bought out by the new owner? Who knows? <laughs> it's. I mean, it was it was kind of out of the blue, but at the same time, it wasn't because we've we've heard that Phoenix has been looking at Kevin Durant for. It was rumored at least for a long time. Well, he was the fa that was the favorite spot for him. Right, because he wants to play. Signings. He wants to play with Devin Booker. But then he came back to play mm -hmm. with Kyrie which we didn't even mention in the intro that we're going to talk about Kyrie going to Dallas right. and him putting up 24 last night on the You're road right. in L.A., beating the Clippers with Kawhi, with Without PG. Luka. Nobody sat, and he played with the second team. He looked nice. No dude. Spencer Dinwiddie, no Dauphin nice. Smith. He, they're gone, and Kyrie looked nice. I think he had, like, two turnovers. So, <clears throat> the Suns receive. Let's go over the Kevin Durant deal. At 1.30 Eastern time, the Brooklyn Nets decide to finally do a deal with the Phoenix Suns. and a.m. And I read that the board of executives approved the buy and sell of the Phoenix Suns three hours before this. So not even three hours in. And the GM's first move is to go get Kevin Durant. And who do they get? They get KD and TJ Warren for Michael Bridges. A crap ton. Cam yeah. Johnson. Jay Crowder, who, who just got just got traded to Milwaukee yep. for five second rounder picks. So Brooklyn flipped Crowder for five second rounders. They have four first-rounders from Phoenix and a 2028 swap. So they get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 players out of Kevin Durant and TJ Warren. <laughs> Which is nuts. That's that's crazy. But, but I Josh think it puts talking. into perspective how much how good of a GM Danny Ainge is because he basically got that same thing for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> the trade deadline today looks insanely different. If Danny Ainge doesn't go out this offseason and trade away Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert for literally halls and halls of picks. Yeah. He traded Rudy Gobert. Let's see, Utah, in that Rudy trade, Utah got one, two, three, four, five players and four picks and a pick swap. So that's... No, they got five picks. No. Oh, no, you're right. Four picks and a pick swap. Four and a pick swap. So that's pretty much the same type of deal minus the second rounders that Brooklyn just got for Kevin Durant. He flipped Rudy for the same that Kevin Durant got traded for. That is nuts when you think about it. Imagine if Danny Ainge had Michael Jordan on his sheet and he traded Michael Jordan, how much he would get for Michael Jordan. Well, he'd never trade Michael Jordan. Of course not. I'm just saying. This guy can make a deal out of anything, and he wins every time. Yeah. So, I guess let's talk about the real question is, how good is Phoenix going to be? They get KD. They've got Chris Paul. He just came back two weeks ago. They've won seven of their last ten. Devin Booker's still hurt. They're the fifth seed in the West. Where do they stand? How does Kevin Durant affect the Phoenix Suns? It it honestly it reminds me of of the Warriors a little bit when he went to Golden State because Same. he gets paired up with an elite backcourt and Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Well, while Chris Paul is still he's he's old, but he's still playing really well. And then His they also have off the charts. right. He's very efficient. They also have a really good defensive big man like Draymond Green, but it's DeAndre Ayton for Phoenix, and they have an elite coach in Monty Williams. So I think. It reminds me a lot of Golden State. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying they're gonna be as good as Golden State because Steph Curry, Steph Curry. But it's still very interesting. I'm seeing a lot more pick and roll ISO ball comparative to the Phoenix Suns just passing around with Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Chris Paul. Um, this group has just been kind of their passing game's been elite, especially with Devin Booker being out. The ball gets in more hands in different ways, and they've won seven out of the last ten games. So that's something scary. And you add KD, and instantly Vegas says the Suns are winning the Western Conference. Do you Which think the Suns fair. are going to win the Western I, Conference? If Kevin Durant stays healthy, and yeah, they have they have a really good now. Shot. Denver made moves today, but they've had a great regular season, and then this goes down. Right. And if you're Denver, you're that's this is like worst case scenario for Denver because they were up until today. Pretty much the favorite. Pretty much. Memphis has I mean, gone downhill. Sacramento's doing well, but we don't know what's going to happen with they're, them. I, they're, they're good right now. I think they, they remind me of the young Utah Jazz, like 20, 2019 Utah yeah. Jazz, where they have good young talent, but they're not over the hump yet. Yeah. But I think for Denver, this is like worst case scenario because not only does Kevin Durant come to the West, but also Kyrie Irving pairs up with Luka. Yeah. And that's massive. Let's for talk Dallas. about it. Kyrie Irving gets traded. To the Brooklyn Nets, how many days ago? Like literally like, last Sunday. Last Sunday. So <laughs> four five days, days ago, five, five days, days after Kyrie happens. KD, listen, Brooklyn made the best of that Kyrie trade. They went and got Spencer Dinwiddie. They go get Dorian Finney-Smith. They build some wing defenders around Kevin Durant who can move the ball, who can score off ball and run the second team. They're like, we're still going to win this thing. We have Kevin Durant. We're third in the East. We've still got a shot. And as long as you have Kevin Durant, you have a shot at anything. But then... <laughs> I think they're, they're fifth, in the, fifth in the East. Yeah. The Nets are. And then literally 
three days later, someone changes their mind, and the Suns finally give what they, uh, what Brooklyn's looking for, and Brooklyn overnight gets. They one, go from two, they go three. from, in a in five days they go from being, a championship contender to complete rebuild. Absolutely complete rebuild, and they've got one, two, three, four, five small forwards in a week. <laughs> And, but they, I guess they flip Crowder for Milwaukee, so they have four small forwards. So they've got Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Dinwiddie, I guess you can consider a small forward, and then I guess Dorian Finney-Smith uh, might Dinwiddie's be a guard. Dinwiddie's a point guard. I mean, yeah, Dinwiddie he's plays tall, a guard, but, but he's 6-whatever. I mean, he's massive. Like 6-6 six, six or something. 6-7, seven, I think. I don't know, but that's okay. So <clears throat> Josh, can, I, Josh and I were talking earlier, and I, – oh, sorry, sorry. I cut you off. What were you going to say? I was going to say, it. the Kevin Durant deal – it it shakes up the West a lot, but I think it also narrows down the East to, I think, three teams, four teams to have a shot at. Which are? Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, and Cleveland. But Cleveland's kind of on the outside looking in on that. But I th- I think Cleveland's going to be good for a long time. I don't think this is the year for them. But So it's, it's mostly Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly. And Milwaukee's won nine of their last ten. And Chris Middleton is back. And eight in a row. Eight in a row. Chris Middleton's back. And Drew Holiday's playing as good as ever. And they just go get Jay Crowder. Now listen, they run a lot of pick and roll with Giannis. Joe Ingles runs pick and roll with Giannis. Drew Holiday runs pick and roll with Giannis. Chris Middleton's a winged guy that can run pick and roll with Giannis. He's more of an ISO player. But still, you have on the corners, when you run a pick and roll with Giannis, if that pick and roll does not work for a Drew Holiday bucket or a Giannis bucket, you can kick out to the corner, Joe Ingles. The other corner, Pat Connaughton. The other wing... Jay Crowder. Chris Middleton. The other wing, Grayson Jay Allen. Crowder. The other wing, Grayson Allen. It, they're nuts. They literally have so many weapons outside that can stretch the floor, which is exactly they, what Giannis needs. They need someone taking, to... They're taking pace and space to a whole new level. They draw every big man out with their shooting, and Giannis has free reign as possibly the best, like... Around the best scorer in the league right now? For yeah. Sure, 100%. I mean, the only other person who can compare to driving and finishing is probably, like, LeBron. As far well, you as... got and Zion too, but Zion's hurt. So. Yeah, but yeah. I'm excited it's... to see what Zion brings. I mean, the Pelicans, yeah. if they can get fresh, they they look like they can make a run. But you I know. think I think if the Pelicans get healthy, they're probably the best matchup for Phoenix right now. You think so? If they can get healthy, if the Clippers can figure it out. So let's talk. Okay, about... that's true. I forgot about the. Clippers. Let's talk about the Clippers. Because um, they had they had stuff go down. What went today. down with them today? They go get Bones Highland. From Denver for a couple picks, which is pretty good deal for LA. Yeah, they they go get Bones Highland, another three and D guy. Who else did they get? They got they they, they let go of John Wall. They get Eric Gordon, Eric, a bona fide scorer in the NBA, starting shooting, shooting guard, guard. Great shooting guard. He's been stuck in Houston for the past four years, yeah, wondering what the poor, heck is going on. Poor guy, but he finally gets out of there. They go get Eric Gordon, and they they uh, they, they get, get rid of John Wall, which. Yeah, he wasn't playing very well this year. He wasn't even playing. They get rid of Reggie Jackson as well. Oh, that's true. They they're, did. They're going all in They've on got Bones Mason, Highland. Mason Plum- Plumley from Charlotte. Is... They go get Plumley, Highland, Eric Gordon, and Eric Gordon, which completely pretty much fills they out lose Kennard, Reggie Jackson, that's true, and a couple picks. A couple picks. They're they're matching up with KD because who's going to guard KD? It's going to be Kawhi. And, and then Paul George on Devin Booker. Paul George is going to guard Devin Clippers. Booker. Clippers are now that I think about it. They're Paul George is going to guard Devin Booker. Zubats is a already a great center. 
and he's going to match up with Aiton. But then once Zubat subs out, who comes in? Mason Plumley, who's, who's a starting underrated. center. He's been underrated this year. I like Mason Plumley. He's yeah. a starting center in the NBA. You he's can't ask for much more. Nothing when special, you... but he'll get the job done. Any NBA team will take two starters as centers back to back, like that are willing to play the role. So, anyway, if the Clippers, I think if the Clippers uh, figure it out, because they look off. I mean, they lost by 13 at home to Dallas on the second team last night. If they can figure out their ball and play play some movement ball, I think that they could really compete with with Phoenix. With Phoenix. But the only other team I see competing is if somehow, some way, LeBron and his Lakers figure out a way Which, to make this work. And credit to the LAGM. He's going all out today. They went. They got some stuff done. It was yesterday and today. So let's talk about this big trade. Um, you want to break it down? Yeah, the, so the whole the three-way deal. deal between L.A., Minnesota, and Utah, which as a Utah fan, it hurts. It, it hurts. It hurts to say that we once had this guy on our team at one <laughs> point in our lives. We have Westbrook for approximately five days, I'm betting, and then he's going to be out of here. But, so Utah got Westbrook and a protected first round from the Lakers, along with Juan Toscano-Anderson, who... Golden hey, State Warrior. He was a champion last two, year. He's won like three championships the past five years, so you never know. He could be the difference. He's maker. a big defender and a big three shooter. I but think. Other than that, Actually, no does he shoot threes? Who know. knows? I don't know. <laughs> Who the freak cares? And then Minnesota got Mike Conley, which sad to see him go. He's been he's had a great run in Utah. Really has. We like to see him. And then Akil Alexander Walker and three second round picks from Minnesota. And then LA gets D'Angelo Russell, which is big for them. I think. And then Malik Beasley, who can fit into literally any single NBA roster today. And Jared Vanderbilt, who probably could fit into anybody. I love D'Lo, but Beasley and Vanderbilt is where the Lakers win for me. Because LeBron's needed help in shooting. They're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. Well, we were watching the the game where he broke the scoring record. Yeah. And they... They were so bad. When LeBron or Anthony Davis did not have the ball, they looked awful. The only other person who could get to the rim and score was Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And, and he had a good game, actually. But the rest of the team, they, they can barely shoot. They can't shoot outside the free throw line. And if they need and to they... stretch the floor for LeBron James, Malik Beasley is one of the perfect guys to do Facts. it. Malik Beasley can sit in the corner, and when you run a pick and roll with LeBron and AD, Just and they double team him, yeah. he's going to be the weak side help where they kick it out to him for three threes a game. That's a nine-point swing in their favor. Big time. And yeah, and he also provides really good defense on the other end, well, which not only they that, were lacking super hard. Jared Vanderbilt is a great defensive player. His numbers defensively this year have been insane for Utah. That's mm-hmm. the one reason why his name has been mentioned in literally every trade conversation I, the last two It makes weeks. me wonder why Utah even participated in this trade, because they definitely got worse. <sighs> they lost Conley, Beasley, and Vanderbilt. I mean, they gained a couple picks, not even just one pick. Look, Conley was already on the way out. We know yeah, that. But... So he tried to make Conley, but the Beasley and Vanderbilt is really sad as a Jazz fan because I like Beasley going to watch yeah. him play. No, he's, he's good. He's... Catch and shoot. He plays hard. He plays defense, and he tries. Yeah. <laughs> he plays it the right way. It's simple as that. And he's a good shooter who the Lakers desperately, desperately. need. And adding D'Lo, I think he's head and shoulders above Westbrook right now. Facts. And I mean, it's kind of weird because he started in LA. He was drafted from by the Lakers, and he played with Kobe for a minute. But I think, and he's also one of the most underrated passers in the league right now. He's very good assist man. I think he'll fit in really well. Here's why I think he'll fit in, because someone left today. 
the Orlando Magic come out of nowhere <laughs> and take away Patrick Beverly from his beloved D'Angelo Russell, who he tweeted three hours ago, best buds reunited. Right, and then gets traded to Orlando. <laughs> he gets flip-flopped. The NBA. He gets flip-flopped to the other side of the country in two hours. But the Lakers, Get after getting that. rid of Thomas Bryant today, which is interesting because he's a great young center who Denver yeah. is going to use to give Jokic a couple of minutes of rest. He's going to be a good defensive center for them. They go get Mo Bamba. For Patrick Beverly. Okay. (laughs) That's why I think this is better, because it is built solely around LeBron James. And he is what you should build around. So it's LeBron and Anthony Davis, and those guys are going to compliment. Mo Bamba doesn't need the ball. He's there for defense. Anthony Davis is going to have the ball in his hands. LeBron has the ball. Malik Beasley is going to be out there. Doesn't need the ball all the time. He just He's a catch-and-shoot three, which LeBron is known to make that pass 10 times out of 10. And then D'Angelo Russell can help facilitate and give LeBron a break to come play off-ball instead of having to have the ball literally all day, every day. So I think the Lakers get way better. Yeah. it's They're close. I don't know, but they've just been such a train wreck the past couple of years. If Anthony Davis stays healthy, then, yeah, they're close. Because he's, he's a good basketball player, to say the least. We all know how healthy I think the real reason that the Lakers traded Thomas Bryant was because, I don't know if you've seen it, in the picture of LeBron when he's taking that jump shot to pass Kareem, <laughs> Thomas Bryant is sitting in the paint calling for the ball. He 100% <laughs> believes that ball was, was coming, coming to him on a mismatch. LeBron is... <laughs> In the middle of taking a jump shot to pass Kareem for the all-time scoring record, and he's sitting there calling for the ball because he's got a mismatch. It's the greatest thing ever. If you haven't seen it, you should look it up. Oh, it's funny. Oh, what a moment for him. He'll never live that down. <laughs> now he's in Denver. Hey, it could be good for could be good for him. Denver but, Denver gets rid of Bones Highland. Which is weird. They don't have a point guard besides Jamal Murray. Well, I don't think he was point guard. I mean, yeah, but he facilitates a lot, I guess. I don't know. I don't know who else they went and got today. I mean, I don't think they did anything other than that. It doesn't look like it. Okay, let's uh let's get back on track a little bit. Um we we discuss we discuss LA, we discussed Utah, how they got worse, but let's talk about Minnesota. They get Conley. He reunites with Rudy Gobert, who he has an amazing track record and with. And the last year Rudy was in Utah, him and Mike Conley, I think it was him and Donovan, I, then him and Conley. Was that how it went? Yeah. For pick-and-roll duos. For pick-and-roll duos the in the league. The best two pick-and-roll duos in the last, like, three years of the NBA were Donovan Mitchell and Rudy, Conley and Rudy, and then it was, like, I don't even know who else was next, but they were definitely been, the I think it might, it might have been Chris Paul and DeAndre Aiden. But I, I think it's just that if you pair Rudy Gobert with a really good point guard, then it, it, it helps him become better offensively because – I mean, let's face it, he's not the most coordinated guy in the world. No. And Conley and, knows where to put the passes. He's played with him for four years. Right. And they have great chemistry. I think I think Conley's a better fit in Minnesota than D'Angelo Russell because they already have Anthony Edwards Big and Carl Anthony Towns who are very ball dominant. And D'Angelo Russell Edwards. wants to hold the ball. Right. Which, I, I don't know if he necessarily wants to hold the ball, but he's best when he's working the offense. I've, agreed. And... Conley it's, is a floor general. Right. He just knows how the system works. He's a very works. smart basketball and player. And not only that, he's an old guy who has a calm presence. And, you know, Conley's like the nicest guy in the world. He only has like one tech ever. And hopefully he'll rub off on Anthony Edwards because that guy is He needs some nuts. humbling. That guy is... I don't wow. like him. 
he's not my favorite either. But I think I think it's it's good for light. Minnesota. That was very light on us to say. Right. I don't like we, him. We have strong yeah. feelings about Anthony Edwards. We hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. He's he's tool. We're putting we need to Yeah, okay, let's move on. So <laughs> where is Brooklyn going from here? Well, it's pretty obvious. They're tanking. Okay. They 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 tried what could have been the best big three in NBA history, and they played a total of 16 games together. That's Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. 16 games over two years, I believe. Is that they, three? No, I think it was two. Oh. I don't know. It could have been three. But Either way. Total of 16 games, which is horrible. And... There's definitely you go get James Harden, KD, and Kyrie. You expect to win multiple championships, not Facts. just one. That's like multiple, multiple championship contending years. That's on the level of, you know, the Golden State, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Literally, you know, any big three ever, you could put those three up against them. We thought it was going to be. Shot. We thought it was going to be Brooklyn, Golden State in the finals every year for the next couple years, but so and much has changed. So much has they changed. imploded. The amount of ego on that team was insane. It was Kyrie's all like, I'm just glad he got out of there. <laughs> <laughs> what the freak is that for, man? <laughs> Ugh, I don't understand him. So they're they're obvious. Brooklyn's obviously going for a complete rebuild, which I think is smart because they tried something and it didn't work. And now he's Danny Anging it up. Hopefully, he mm-hmm. can land a couple. They've gotten a ton of picks. I think Spencer Dinwiddie's days. got the chance to be their star. I mean, he literally used to play in Brooklyn, but like he he's definitely. On their roster right now, he's gonna have the ball the most. Yeah. Right. Oh, except for Cam. Uh, Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas. Yeah. That guy's Seth good. Curry's probably gonna come into starting point guard, unless I guess he's, they'll play Dinwiddie. Yeah, it'll probably be. it'll be Dinwiddie and Seth, and Cam Thomas. That guy could be. He's got a lot of potential. He was he was the scoring champ at LSU, right? Didn't he play LSU? I don't know. I think he played LSU. Um, one thing I have to say about the Utah trade in Utah, like Colin Sexton is praising the Lord right now because this is his time to prove himself as a starting player for the Utah Jazz going in the future. He's going to get more minutes and he has a first step. Like his athleticism is like no other. His first step is is really good. Very quick. This is his chance because Mike Conley was not on the same age line of Lowry Markinen, um... Ochai Abaji and Walker Kessler. They're young, and so is Colin Sexton, and this is a chance for them to grow as a group together. Just wanted to say that I think that Colin Sexton really benefits from this trade because he gets more minutes, he gets more time to play important games, and we'll see where he goes. I think, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's it. Yep. All right, so OG and Anubi. I really thought he was going to get traded. Everybody thought he was going to get traded. And every I'm, team in the name of NBA came up as part of who which wants OG. Which for Toronto, I think is great that they didn't trade him. They were being really picky about what they got, which and this would have been the biggest trade of the night had KD not gone. Well, he, cra- didn't, he didn't even get traded. Or well, KD did. No, no I'm saying this this next trade that we're about to discuss would have been one of the biggest of, of the trade deadline because Toronto secretly goes to San Antonio and goes and gets Jakob Pertl, who's a really good starting center. Yeah. And they're trying to build around the roster they have and give it support. Van Vliet, Siakam, OG, they and need someone Pirtle. They need someone else to go get the rebounds. And they can focus more on the offense, focus more on facilitating, and they're going to be better defensively because Jakob Pertl is a bona fide starter. 
He's good. He's a very underrated center. He yeah, he comes from San Antonio. He played with Pop Popovich, and he's good. It's as simple as he's he knows good. how to play basketball. He plays both sides, and they need a big man yep. besides Pascal Siakam to do all their work. So I think that's a really good move for Toronto. We'll see if they can actually figure it out. Yeah. Um. It's. I mean, the. Is Minnesota title worthy? Not yet. No. What do they need? Are they one move time. away? They need time. Okay. Is I it... think. Go ahead. And they also need Carl Anthony Towns to turn into what everyone thought he was going to be because he's been a letdown the past few years. He's we kind forget of been... they have Carl Anthony Towns, man. Yeah. I. He's such a wild card. He, he has potential to be one of the best big men in the league if he figures out how to play defense and just stop shooting threes all game. Minnesota's looking pretty good though. They've they've won a lot of there games. There are so lately. many teams in the Western Conference, so many young teams that look good. You got Minnesota, you got Sacramento, you got New Orleans, and Phoenix is I mean, they're they just got a little older, but they're they were a young team. Denver, Denver looks really good. Memphis has kind of fallen off, but they're in the hunt. Memphis I don't think I don't Memphis think they're is so weird. I don't think they're gonna go anywhere, but Memphis the hype is around Memphis be, I think is fake. I, I don't I don't think they're I can't a good stand team. Memphis. Yeah, I cannot stand. Did you see Dylan Brooks got booed in Memphis? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Screw that guy. Nobody likes him. He is a tool. So Sacktown, they're a little far away. But they I mean, got potential. If we're going down the Western standings right now, you got Denver at one, their title contender. We'll see where they go. Jokic is literally probably should the be best the player in the world this year I mean, again, three in a row. <clears throat> Memphis, we just talked about them. Sacramento, mm-hmm. Josh told I mean Josh was right. They remind us of the young. They Jazz. got a good young duo and De- and De'Aaron Fox and Montez Sabonis. Right, and then they have Herder too, who I think is underrated. He's a good shooter. Yeah, Dallas comes in with Kyrie and Luca about to play a new better. team. They got well theoretically, <laughs> if if it works between Kyrie and Luca, if they can figure out how to share the ball, they'll be really good. Because Luca loves and only plays well with the ball in his hands. And he's a slow. He plays, he plays slow, so he slow. Doesn't, he doesn't. Last night I'm watching this game and Kyrie is running with these young guys. Absolutely transition ballistic. I'm serious. Every play I thought I saw was a transition, like layup or a jumper. He he'd come in the transition, pull up for three when everybody's distracted with his wings, and then the next play he'd come down the transition, swing it to one of his guys. They go finish a layup. Mm-hmm. They were playing so fast that the Clippers couldn't keep up. And then. They'll they'll bring a good change of pace to the game because if if they get when they get Luca back and if he's healthy and he and he's playing like Luca then he'll slow down the game and they'll have to think about that and I mean Luca's just one of the greatest basketball players. and you've got right two now. of possibly I'm Luca's he's top nuts. five basketball player in the league yeah you could argue and then Kyrie's the best handler and finisher. Like if you need someone to go get a bucket in the fourth quarter, right. you've got Luca and Kyrie. Because that was Dallas's problem is they ran so much through Luka Doncic that he got so tired. Nobody could bail them out. That's, that's why I think he's so bad on defense is because he, he literally has the ball ninety percent of the time on the offensive side of the floor and he gets wasted. He has the highest usage rate of any player with the ball ever. Except, well, except for James Harden in Houston. Oh, I guess James Harden. But Luca is basically up there with the highest usage he, rate of any player ever. And I think getting Kyrie is going to help him out a lot, especially on the defensive end of the ball, because he's not going to have the ball on offense every every time, so he'll have more energy on defense. And the, and the best defenders are going to have to split between guarding each of them so they mm-hmm. can take advantage of weaker defenders. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. They have potential. Okay. Dallas at four. 
Then we get Phoenix at five. And they're... They've won seven out of ten. Um, I think. They have won eight of their last ten. Eight of ten. Without Devin Booker. And Chris Paul's only been back for a couple weeks. <clears throat> and then they had the greatest scorer in the history of basketball in Kevin Durant. You think he's the greatest scorer? Arguably. It's no LeBron. one at his size can shoot the ball as well as he does and handle it. I think he's one of the... I think it's LeBron 1 and KD 1A and Michael Jordan 2. That's a hot take. That is a hot take. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we might have to talk about this that. This week, one. LeBron passed it. I, 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 we'll have that discussion no in another comment. episode. No comment. All right. No comment. So Phoenix gets really good. I, Their depth is still there. They've, they've still they've, got some shooters. They, The only problem I can see is kind of the same thing that Dallas has is that Devin Booker is a very much ISO player. Who's going to hold the ball? Right, and Kevin Durant is also a very much ISO player. And so they're going to have to – I mean, I'm not saying they're going to be bad, but they just have to figure a way, figure out how to play with each other. But, I mean, if you look at best scores in the league right now, Kevin Durant, I think, is, is number one. That's just me. This frees up Devin Booker. This is yeah, good for Devin Booker. That's true, because, I mean – Going into playing Phoenix, he gets the hardest defender every night. Yesterday. But who's going to go guard KD? The hardest defender every night. He gets the next best defender. He's got, his numbers, his efficiency is going to go up. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it. Yep. Although he's very ISO heavy and holds the ball, at least his efficiency will go up with this deal. This benefits Devin Booker almost more than it benefits Chris Paul. Chris Paul plays the same no matter. I th- who's yeah, on I, his I team. think Chris Paul won't change very much because he's just a point point guard best. Best point guard in the league probably since John Stockton. Well, Steve Nash, I guess. Yeah, Steve Nash came. I, but he's... Luca. <laughs> I mean, pure point guard. I, I, think, I, I totally agree. I'm just kidding. Like, Steph Curry is obviously the best point Chris guard. Chris Paul was Luca's size. I think, It'd be insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Paul is just... He's like a true point guard is what I'm talking facts. about. Facts. I'm talking about. like Big facts. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. They, okay. they obviously get better with Kevin Durant. Phoenix looks scary. Phoenix is scary. Six. Right behind them, the Clippers. Clippers which... We just talked about them a yeah, bit. They, they're 7-3 and three in the last 10. They're not... They've been underwhelming for the past four years now. They've been off. It's and just, hurt and off. Yeah. And the reason why they're underwhelming is Kawhi Leonard plays once every five games. Well, Clippers have not had a true point guard in years. Since Chris Paul. They haven't had a true point guard that they can rely true. on. Reggie Jackson? Eh. John yeah. Wall? Failed. Didn't even play. Didn't hardly even play. Which, if he had played, it could have been interesting. They were running Norman Powell at the point guard. And Paul George, too. They've been running PG. Norman Powell, Paul George, they didn't believe in a point guard. They were running forwards the whole way, stretch forwards, which is a very coveted thing in the NBA. They don't don't even have a point guard right now. Now they do. Bones Highland. Is he a point guard? Yeah. No, he's a point guard. At least he's been playing point guard in Denver. But now they finally have a point guard. We'll see if the ball gets moving and they get better looks. I think they're a little off, but if they get it figured out, they're scary too. I mean, you're going to see home teams in the first round get knocked out of the first round because of these teams. Mm-hmm. It's look, 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 look. New Orleans is right behind them at seven. We just from, told we just we just said if they figure it out, they go on a run. If Minnesota figures fourth, out, they go on a run. From let's look at the West. From the four seed in Dallas. To the Lakers at the 13th seed, there is a four and a half game difference. Right now? Right now. Utah's still in it. 
Yeah. The Lakers are two spots behind Listen, Utah. So, so Denver, <laughs> Denver, Memphis, and Sacramento are top three. And unless Sacramento, someone gets hurt or... They'll be fine. Well, Phoenix will probably move up. Oh, Anyways, what, what I'm trying to say is that from the fourth seed to the 13th seed, those teams are pretty much interchangeable. Especially once you get down below the Clippers. Once it, once you get Pelicans, Minnesota, Golden State, Portland, Utah, OKC, and the Lakers. I think those teams are all interchangeable. I think that it just depends on who's healthiest. The Golden State Warriors don't even have Steph Curry right, right. now. and they The greatest point guard they, to ever play the game. Their season might be over because he's going to be out for a while. Because he hurt his knee. Yeah, Clay has to really pick it up, and so far he has. He's been averaging like thirty points. He had twelve threes the other night. Which yeah, is nuts. So Golden State still has the chance. Portland somehow is not better than they are. I I do not understand how Portland is not better than they are. They yep. have Jeremy Grant, Damian Lillard, and Yusuf Nurkic. That should and, and Anthony Simons. That mm-hmm. should be enough to at least be over five hundred. And they added Thibel. Today they the, today so today they go out and add Thibel. Last night they go out and get. Uh, Cam Reddish from oh, New yeah, York. Oh yeah, that's right for Josh Hart. That's it. So it's insane, but they should be better than they are. That's about it. But you've got Portland at ten, Utah at eleven. They could go on a run like they did at the first of the year. <laughs> that was crazy. They but were the one. I don't that... think they will. No, nah, I won't. think they got worse over the trade yeah, deadline. They're they're definitely playing their young star talents and giving them minutes to figure it out. While they, this is a this is long term. Very much an experiment year for them. It's this year has already been a success. Yeah, this has already been a success. You have a st- you have an all star in Lowry Markinen who most blew expectations out of the water. He's going to be most improved. Oh, it's amazing! It's a success. It's, it's and they very, st- very exciting as a Jazz fan because I I was super disappointed when they traded Mitchell and Gobert. Because I was I was so I I was so I was bought into them so hard. They were and then I felt like they blew it up too early. But I I was okay with Rudy leaving, but I was really hurt and kinda sad after Donovan Mitchell was gone. I as much Because as, he's he's the best player the Jazz have had since since Carl Malone. Malone or Yeah, I'm not counting Carlos Boozer or Darren Williams because no. He's better than both of them. Right. And Donovan Mitchell was literally the star of the show. I mean, he's he only got better when he did Cleveland too. And and Cleveland definitely benefits from that. But obviously, we we will take a seven foot Lowry Markinen who can shoot threes. That was yeah. That was <laughs> that was big. Some cherry Danny Ainge saw that and Lowry Markinen. I think we just got lucky because the teams that he's been on his whole career, he has never been. Well, this is a what main, happens. A main guy. We make the trade for Cav- the Cavs and we get Lowry. But then, literally half a month later, you go to the FIBA World Games, and Lowry Markkinen's the highest scorer in all of the FIBA World Games. There's a bunch of NBA players in there, big time scorers. He went nuts, and he was the best player, basically in in the whole tournament. Obviously, they went Built lost up his to confidence the US, big but time, and then came to Utah where he is. They ran the offense they gave him, him pretty much. They gave him the keys, and he has lived up to it, and it's great to see. I think that Walker Kessler is the steal of the Rudy trade. I think big facts that. He is going to be very good. I think we're going to have to do a jazz podcast another time because this is yeah. just a big conversation that we could dive into immediately. But it's crazy how how good they have it comparative to what we thought it was going to be. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Danny Ainge trade. If you've ever played Monopoly with our dad, he Danny Ainge trades like our dad played Monopoly. Oh my! He God. does not 
accept a deal unless he gets twice the value of what he's giving up. <laughs> so if you ever want to play Monopoly, don't play with our dad because it's infuriating. That might be the best comparison I've ever heard. <laughs> I've heard a lot nice. of good ones, but that one's so accurate. <laughs> Danny Ainge just fleeced everybody. Yeah. He goes to people who are desperate to win right now and takes. <sighs> well done. Well done, Danny Ainge. Okay, so I think the biggest winner of the trade deadline is obviously Phoenix. Getting Kevin Durant is huge for them. Yeah, Automatic title contenders, if not favorites. They were falling off. They went to the finals, and then they kind of just flaked out. Yeah. <clears throat> Phoenix fans finally have an argument they have a good basketball team because the past couple years they were all, we're the best, we're the best, but they sucked. But now they have a legitimate Legitimate argument. I think the Lakers may had a really good trade deadline. The Lakers, they improved a ton. Yeah, they went out and mm-hmm. the GM went out and did his job today. Yeah, finally, which has been Lakers fans been begging for that forever. If it works, and it, you never know. The Lakers are a weird team, and sometimes it just doesn't work with them. I love Milwaukee. They're just sitting yeah. here laughing at everybody, Milwaukee's... and then all of a sudden, oh, we'll take Jay Crowder. <laughs> Milwaukee only got better. And it's there. It's crazy how many people are not talking about the Bucks right now. All the talk in the East about the Celtics, and the Bucks are just. It's great, but it's going to be Milwaukee and Boston for me in the Eastern Conference. And the crazy part is, Milwaukee basically has been playing without Chris Middleton for the whole season. Mm-hmm. And if he gets back into shape, into basketball shape, and like he was a couple years ago, that's nuts. So do we agree it's Milwaukee and Boston? In the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah. So I, I the, think. Who's the West? Let's predict it. Uh, I think it's got to be Phoenix, and then it's kind of a toss-up between Denver. Take your pick. I know who I'm going with. I would. It's, it's probably going to be Denver, just because they have Jokic. Interesting. Unless the Lakers make a huge turnaround. See, if... Now... I'm going off my gut because I know these guys are proven and the Lakers are not yet proven besides LeBron and Anthony Davis. That's kind of a weird thing to say because LeBron is definitely proven for everything. But I think it's going to be Phoenix and Golden State. Golden State? Curry's going to come back. They're still going to be in the I playoffs. I think that is the worst take you have ever had, sir. Golden State is going to be a candidate no, no. matter I, what. I, if I you have Steph agree. Curry on your team, you are a candidate to win. Yeah, but they don't have Steph Curry for like the next two months. It's almost. not two months. Let's look this up. I'm I, pretty sure. If it's two months, then maybe you're right. But I do not think it's two months. It's Golden State. How long they get Gary Payton is back. Steph Curry out. I'm on the Warriors page looking at news. There is no current return date for Steph Curry after his injury to his knee. That's not a good sign. Um, basically, okay. no, if, if there's no, no Curry, a no timetable return, that just means that they're out for the foreseeable future, which Look, is not good. For my my team. take is on the basis of Steph Curry. If Steph Curry is back, then you have a shot. But I, I think, but if that Steph he won't Curry, be back for a while, I would not be surprised if the Warriors miss the playoffs. I would not be surprised that if they miss the playoffs, that they make some major roster changes over the summer. Okay. I think the Golden State 
era is coming to an end. It's close. If it hasn't already ended. They won last year. Oh, that's right. I, I always forget <laughs> they won crazy. the chip last so it's not, year. It's not, it's not over. It's not over. But it's close. Okay. It's coming to an end. <laughs> you called me out for a dumb take. All right. Um, I think if it's not Golden State, then I think I'm going to go. Either out. team in LA has a chance if they're healthy, the Clippers yep. or the Lakers. Yep. It's an LA team or a Phoenix team. Or Dallas. If the experiment works with Kyrie and Luka, Dallas. Okay, we got to pick one here because we're picking like four. I still stick with Denver. Okay, I'm going uh, Phoenix, uh, LA. Which one? LA. (laughs) I'm going the Lakers. I'm jumping on the LeBron train. You've always been on the LeBron train. LeBron train. What? Are you Michael Jordan over LeBron or something? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, guys. I think that's about it as far as trade deadline day. We're going to come out with a new episode doing the jazz. Um, we want to get dad in here. So shout out to dad. When you listen to this, you've got to join us because dippity doo needs to enter into the fan sport world. <laughs> so we'll explain to you guys that a little bit later, but we, we talked about our winners. Um, who's the biggest loser? The Brooklyn Nets, in my opinion, Utah jazz. <laughs> that's a hot take. I, I really think they did get a lot worse, but Brooklyn, They've just been losers for the past six months because their entire experiment sucked. Well, that's all I got. Yep. Alrighty, we'll be back next week. I'm trying to get these back into a weekly basis. I know that I've said that before and I haven't delivered, but this is something that's been on my mind a lot and there's too much happening. I haven't even gotten into baseball. There's a lot happening with golf. There's a lot happening with... um, Professional bowling is on the rise. Professional bowling! Let's talk about that. Uh, I don't know any bowlers besides Mookie Betts, and he's actually <laughs> going to qualify for a national tournament to become. Is he really? Yeah, Mookie Betts is he. He bowls perfect games every other day. Wow. Um, I did not know that, yeah. Mr. Mookie. That's about it. Go Dodgers. Um, LeBron passes Kareem. We haven't even talked about that. We'll get to all these things and more later. Thanks for joining us. Next week you'll hear back from Fanspurt Radio. See ya later.